Welcome to the Financial Planners Southeast Asia podcast, a show dedicated to driving the positive evolution of financial advice, specifically within Southeast Asia. To join a global community of financial advisors sharing and learning with one another to drive the positive evolution of financial advice, head to xyadvisor.com. Welcome to another episode of the Financial Planners Southeast Asia podcast. Gwen here, and today I am with um, one of my favorite guests in the podcast. It's Mr. <laughs> or should I say Kuya J. Adrian Talentino, aka the Purpose Driven Advisor. Um, and so Jay is an independent financial coach um, for overseas Filipino workers that are based in Dubai, UAE. So he also hosts the Para and Purpose podcast. So again, welcome to the show, Jay. It's good hey, to have you. Hey, hey! Oh, sorry. I should <laughs> speak English, by the way. I'm so sorry. <laughs> How are you, Gwen? I'm so glad Doing to be great. back. In XY yeah, no, Advisors I, podcast, yeah, yeah, I love the energy. So for those um who are curious, kumusta is how are you in English? How are you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. But yes, I'm doing great. So um, how are you, Jay? I'm doing great as well. Uh, the year has been what the the opening of the year has been uh quite well for me, and mm. I'm, I'm glad that there's a new there's there are lots of opportunities happening mm. right now in the world yes. or in, in the UAE to be very specific mm. lots of businesses are popping up here and that's another thing that I'm doing as well in addition mm. to uh, financial coaching yes so really excited I, I think this is a year full of opportunities for everyone in this part of the world and I, I also think that if this side of the world grows then the rest Follows, so that is why yes. I'm really happy to open this year with uh, a lot, tons and tons of optimism. <laughs> yes, that's true. Um, and I've heard about the businesses popping up from um a a, a podcast that you did with um Sir Fitch Verliaferte. So if you yeah. guys want to check that out, go ahead and check Para and Purpose podcast by um <laughs> Jay Talentino, but. If you guys are new to the podcast, please go ahead and listen to um, the first podcast that I did with Jay. It's um, I'll put it in the show notes for this podcast. And it, he talks about his journey in financial advice there. So mm -hmm. go ahead and check that out. He has a great story to tell. And yeah, and it, he tells about his growth in the industry as well. But now let's get down straight to the topic. Because I actually want to talk about financial coaching, uh, what a financial mm -hmm. coach does and offers for clients. Now, as I mentioned, you, Jay, um, you're a, an independent financial coach. But before yeah. we dive into that, can you tell us the difference between a financial coach, a financial mm -hmm. advisor, and a financial planner? That's that's actually a great question because a lot of people are also asking me this. And mm. man, when I was starting, I was also confused about the differences of these mm -hmm. three terms. And yes. as you know, based on my story, I also became uh, I, I was part of of uh, I, I worked as a financial planner or financial advisor in in the UAE for quite some time. 
And mm. after learning a lot of things, reading so many books, mm. and uh, I've decided to go with the coaching route. So mm. actually, when you, when, when, when you think about this globally in, in, in global scale, there are actually just two mm. things or two terms. Mm. It's a financial coach and mm. a financial planner slash advisor. They're mm. practically the same with just mm. a few differences. So let's mm. start with the financial coach first. Well, mm. financial coach is actually uh, good for people who are just starting out in building their wealth. Like mm. those people who could not manage their finances well. They're mm. living paycheck to paycheck. They're always mm. buried in debt. They, mm. uh, they don't know what to do with money. It's totally mm. disorganized. And uh, mm. that's where financial coaches are actually good at and mm. they're not practically regulated right mm. now okay in in this modern yeah. times they're not as regulated mm. as financial planners slash advisors and mm. but most of or majority of the financial planners slash advisors mm. work with you in terms of investments and future planning and the good thing mm. with planners is that they are actually uh, they can design a bespoke or a personalized financial plan mm-hmm. depending on your mm-hmm. need. Let's say you need estate planning. You've built your wealth over the years and you want to minimize your taxes. So mm-hmm. financial planners can actually do that if they are certified, if they have the experience, and they also have the right team around them because usually they also work with lawyers, with accountants to achieve mm-hmm. the desirable results of the clients and mm. usually they're they're really more strategic than coaches because mm-hmm. they really drill down on the numbers as well yes so mm-hmm. also um in terms of regulations they are they, they they need to be regulated in the country they are based in so for me mm-hmm. let's say uh when since i'm in the uae when i was working in uh, in the financial service industry we are regulated uh, in, in this part of the world, in, in, in the UAE. And mm. since I'm regulated, I'm allowed to sell investment products and conduct mm. financial sessions or financial planning mm. sessions with mm-hmm. the clients. Now, um, some qualifications that uh, financial planners should have as well, or let's say mm-hmm. for us in the Philippines, it has, there has to be this um, re, uh, certification for RFP or registered financial planners. Yes. But uh, for me, globally speaking, I, mm-hmm. in addition to me having this certification, I want to have the Certified Financial Planners uh, Qualification or the CFP. That's like the gold mm. standard of uh, financial planners. And mm. some other cases, some has this CFA qualification, the Chartered Finance Analyst, because they, they are the ones who really are extremely good with numbers. And... Mm. Yeah, yeah, so the only difference with there are different types of financial planners based on how they are paid. So this is where mm. things can change, okay? And I first uh, learned about this when I when I read Tony Robbins' book. I'm not sure if you've heard if if, if you're uh, familiar with Unshakable. Yes, you've, yes, you've heard I heard. Of, yeah, I actually I have it, it here before before we started ago. this. <laughs> yeah, I think I I I have read this book. I think 2018 when I was new mm. in the industry because. Um, the, I, I, I've heard that there are different types of advisors. So I, I, I learned yes. it through this book. So uh, mm-hmm. here are different types of advisors or planners. Number one is um, there's the, there are those who are fee-only, okay? Advisors uh-uh. that charge either by the hour 
or a percent of the assets that they're managed. Typically, they charge around 1.01% on average. So if you have a huge number of assets, they charge based on their value. So if the value increases next year, then definitely they would still charge 1% on average. But of course, mm-hmm. since it's a percentage, it, it, it will increase as well. Now, there are mm-hmm. also uh, financial planners that are commission-based, meaning Mm-mm. they are regulated, they, they're certified, but mm-hmm. uh, what they're doing is they offer products to their clients based on the products that are offered by their companies. Probably uh, mm-hmm. they, they're working with a brokerage firm. Like for me here in the UEE, I work in a brokerage firm. So I had the access to all the different types of fin- uh, insurance and investment products that I can mm-hmm. offer to clients. Mm-mm. So Mm-mm. that was how I was paid before. I was a commission-based advisor for, uh, for quite some time. And then there are those who are both, a combination of the two, meaning mm-hmm. there, there are advisors who charge for a flat fee and also Mm-mm. earns commissions on the investments that you buy. Globally speaking, those are the two qualifications of uh, the financial people or professionals that should, you should be working with when you are dealing with uh, your personal finances. And mm. yeah, that, that, that's, that, that's the thing. And in the Philippines, since I think in this particular uh, segment of XY Advisor podcast, we are dealing with uh, many Asian or Filipino audience as well. So yeah. <laughs> as, I, as I understand in the Philippines, there, there can be three, three types of uh, professionals you, you can deal with. Those are the coaches, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, advisors and planners. So I categorize mm-hmm. them based on my understanding and based on my experience as well. So coaches are the yes. same, same people that I've mentioned a while ago. Mm-hmm. Now, the advisors for me are the ones who mm-hmm. are practically financial salespeople. They are mm-hmm. regulated mm-hmm. by the Insurance Commission or SEC, mm-hmm. but technically they are obliged to sell based on what they are trained for or mm-hmm. what their company has taught them. And mm. the last one and the very rare breeds of, <laughs> of financial people yeah. would be the planners. And mm-hmm. uh, these yeah. are the, the people who are only uh, fee only. They, they, they are only charged for a fee. They, they are not mm. offering any. If, if they, they would not, I mean, they might give financial products based on the requirements of the client, but they work with advisors. Let's say I know as an, an advisor for this particular need of yours in terms of insurance, but mm. you do not buy it directly from me. Okay. Mm. So, and, and yeah. in terms of the financial planners, there's only one. Uh, there's only one company that I know of, and that is the PFA Personal Finance Advisors by Coach Efren Cruz. Uh, you've 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 had him in the podcast before right yes. so yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the only person that i trust that i know and mm-hmm. uh, who is truly uh what you call this uh fee only mm-hmm. and uh, in my experience they are also focusing on uh, what the client's interests are but in in the mm. philippines unlike australia and uk where fiduciary standards is uh is applicable meaning when you say mm-hmm. fiduciary they are required by law to act in their client's best interest. Yes. Mm-hmm. But for us, in terms of the financial service industry, 
um, we don't have any fiduciary standards yet. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think that's one of the one of the things that I want to happen in the Philippines. Because yes. as I even here in the UAE, it's it's not yet as fiduciary as the UK and Australia. Mm-hmm. And majority of the sales or majority of the financial advisors, wealth planners, wealth managers, mm-hmm. or <laughs> you, you can name so yes, many. There's a lot. You can, there's totally a lot, but they just do yeah. they, they just do one thing. They just sell uh, financial products and earn on mm-hmm. commissions on them. Well, but let me just mm-hmm. be clear. I, I'm, not, I'm not against people who are selling financial products because um, I, I, I have met several advisors who are commission-based but they're Mm-mm. uh they're in they, they have a pure heart to help their Mm-mm. clients it's just that for me when i made when i encountered these terms i really Mm-mm. had to make my personal decision which yes. uh, kind of uh path i would take because for mm. me personally since i know how to invest and my principles in investing in uh, revolves around low cost and simplified investing when i was mm. when i was in the industry i could not Comprom- I could not comprehend the, mm-hmm. the products that are being sold to the investors because I asked myself if I am the one being sold by this product will I do I understand it will I yes. buy this but Mm-mm. since I learned how to invest uh, by myself and how Mm-mm. I know how low cost it can be and how profitable it can be in over the long term Mm-mm. then why would I sell this kind of product right and if you Mm-mm. dig a little deeper if you run the numbers if you check if you check the internet you will find out that actively managed funds that are being sold mm. by brokers by insurance companies actually do not perform well over time they they are beaten by index funds 80% mm. of actively managed funds fail to perform versus index funds over the long term so having said that mm. having that knowledge it was clear to me that I wouldn't sell this. I wouldn't sell a mm. product that would not benefit my client over the long term. And mm. that's me, okay? <laughs> I'm yes. sure there are advisors in this program who are probably paid with uh, commissions or they are probably paid by both uh, fee-only or commissions, mm. but it's your choice. I mean, you have your own reasons. And mm. um, it's just that for me, I chose the fee-only path. And mm. I, I think... Yes. Those who are in uh, commission-based, <clears throat> commission-based uh, structured uh, financial planners or advisors, yeah. um, it's actually not me being against them. It's just that they mm-hmm. are. The trouble is that they work in a system that is beyond their control. And mm-hmm. it is a system that yes. has tremendously powerful financial incentives to focus on mm-hmm. maximizing profits above all else. That is actually yes. um, a line in Tony Robbins' book, Unshakable. And when I saw that mm-hmm. line, I mean, um, and I had this conversation with Ayala Raya, one of the uh, renowned financial literacy advocates in the Philippines. Mm-mm. It's what he said as well. The system is built the way it is. We are incentivized mm-hmm. to sell. And of yes. course, being humans, mm-hmm. we definitely be uh, also. We also have to focus on uh, on the food on our table, right? And mm-hmm. since that's what's the industry has been built for several years already, then then that's how mm-hmm. we are uh, familiar with. But again, mm-hmm. um, if you it, for me personally, I'd rather build my client. It might be is the hardest path of being a financial. Um, 
financial coach or being a coach. financial mm-hmm. planner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that is uh, a better route over the long term for me. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And I, I, I do agree. <laughs> um, and I can tell that you, you, that you are one of those people who have read Unshakable because um, <laughs> I remember the one thing that I, that got drilled in my head when I read about uh, Unshakable a few years ago was index funds. <laughs> and so uh-huh, actually, yeah, 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 yeah. The ETF, yeah, exchange traded funds, index funds. Yeah. And then I realized, oh my God, I sh- I'm. I it's should. not offered here in the Philippines. It's not offered. Is it? Well, there's one. Yeah. The, the, there is one index fund in the Philippines. Uh, sorry, there is one ETF. That's FMETF. So that's the only one. That's the only ETF mm-hmm. in the Philippines. So but, there's uh, not a lot of um, options. So if you are yeah. going to invest in ETFs, you have to have like a dollar account and invest yeah. it in the US. But that's True. actually very interesting. And I... Yeah. Um, and. I appreciate that you mentioned the thing about um, that most financial advisors here, especially here in the Philippines, are um, commission-based and they're incentivized to sell more. um, Mm -hmm. And that's where financial advice are getting a bad rap at times in here in the Philippines. Are you familiar? Have you heard of this quote by uh, Upton Sinclair? I've read this as well in in, in Shakeable, and he mm. mentioned there that it is difficult to get a man to understand something mm. when his salary depends on his not understanding it. Meaning, mm. he's he if he if his main income main source of income is based on him based on a person's ignorance then mm. he'd rather not know it because if he mm. knows if he starts to learn it then he'd realize that probably as an as a as a financial planner who wants something best for the client i want them to mm. make the profits over the long term and if you mm. if you do your own research you understand you learn that people will you will build wealth over the long term by simply mm. doing the in, by by doing indexing investments it- and that's not what mm-hmm. that's not what your companies want you to do. They want you to sell their products because that's how they make money. And mm-hmm. the more fees they mm-hmm. offer, the better for you as an advisor, of course, mm-hmm. but also good for them as a business. And it's one thing that also one thing I realized is that every financial planner is also a type of financial advisor. But mm-hmm. every financial advisor is not necessarily a financial planner. Because mm-hmm. financial planners right. can offer the same thing, but they 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 charge differently or they do things differently than an advisor. So yeah, so those are my I, realizations. I think, yeah, I think like what you've been is a financial planner can be more rational in um, providing an advice to their clients mm-hmm. because the decisions that they make on the type of investments that they're going to offer to their clients are not based on the fact that, hey, I'm going to get a commission if I Mm. um, refer them to invest in this, right? So it's more on, um, it's really based on what the client needs. And yes, yes, and that's why we are um, doing all these episodes to shake up the industry. Uh, mm-hmm. So yes, and yeah. Uh, and yeah, one of the main reasons why I wanted us to talk about um, financial coaching in this episode because the Philippine financial advice industry is still at its infancy, um, yeah. 
And as much as possible, I would like um, financial advisors who are uh, Filipino financial advisors who are listening mm-hmm. to this podcast to learn that there is a wide range of yes. specialties that are out there that they can mm-hmm. um, probably research more, right? So because mm-hmm. you mentioned that when you uh, read about this in Unshakable, you did your research. So I hope that yeah. this episode will be a good resource for those mm-hmm. financial advisors to learn about financial yeah. coaching. So exactly, like, let's help them out. Like what can and can't a financial coach do? Yeah, so like what I said a while ago, um, financial coaches mainly focus on helping the client in building their wealth, meaning building. They're still in the stage of um, organizing things, organizing Mm. what they want to spend on, understanding Mm. really what the core purpose of of, of financial planning or why Mm. they should organize their finances. Because if not, there's really no way for them to build wealth if, if their habits and mindset are not in line with their purpose. So for me, yes. what I actually mm. do is I, I begin by asking the client the five whys. Why mm. do you wanna why do you wanna fix your finances? And then why or why are you having this session with me right now? Uh, what is the main mm. or wh- why do you want to be out of debt? Why do you want to protect your income from risks? And ultimately why uh, why now? Why not tomorrow? Th- those are the questions mm. that I ask. And then eventually, if mm. I ask clients like these kinds of questions, they always end up by saying that I want to live life in my own terms. Mm. And they, they, they would say they want to be happy. But majority of these mm. people don't understand <laughs> yeah. what happiness is for them. And then when mm. I ask these questions, then ultimately they realize that they want to have time freedom and they want to use the money doing the things that they really love. And that is mm. why having this um, understanding of their main purpose gives them the awakening that, hey, I, mm. this is going to be, uh, this, is, this is a long journey for me. Building wealth mm. is going to be something that I'll be doing for, for life. Mm. But, yeah. but uh, since I know my why, then the how will just follow along. Like there's mm. a quote saying that the deeper the why, the easier the how, right? So because many mm. people, many people would, uh, uh, many people understand their definition of prosperity. Like I want to have mm. a big house, a big uh, car. I, I want to mm. finish schools and all. I want to travel the world. So many people would uh, invest, would would try different things to, with their money, but mm. few people understand why. And mm, one, yeah. and I, I believe coaches should focus more on the why because the how and the what will just will just uh, be the byproduct of a person's why, and mm. it's very hard for a person to continue a certain plan if they are if if there's no clarity with their purpose. So I, I would mm. just I would say that majority of my work, if I have clients, is to really drill down on their why. Why, mm, why, why, yes. why, why? Because it will help them stay the course. And like mm-hmm. what happened, let's say now that there's a war, uh, uh, investments are affected, inflation is shooting up. And mm-hmm. also with the pandemic, they might sell their investments at a loss or they might yes. panic mm-hmm. because they don't know their why, right? If they're investing mm-hmm. for the long term for the next 20 years, then mm-hmm. by understanding that this is for my retirement, then I should just 
um, enjoy the ride. It's part of of my investment journey, part mm. of my uh, part of what I'm doing right now. So it would mm-hmm. give them peace of mind versus those yes. people who just do the shortcut of, okay, I want to make the best returns, like 10% returns. So I'll put mm. it in the stock market, but they don't know the time frame, right? So let's say they, mm. they, they need the money in the next two years. So it won't really be an effective uh, plan for, 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 for them. So that is why yes. um, in, 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 in every session that I make, I make sure that there's clarity as to why this person is doing it. If there's, if I, I always ask the client that, okay, there will come a time that you will feel uh, impatient, you will feel bored, and you will get lost on track. Now, mm. when that time happens, you can contact me or you can go back to this um, plan that we made. Go back to your mm. why, the first thing that you've written here. This is why. Okay, mm. I, so that you will stay the course you will continue with your journey so yeah but mm. but for me since again what i mentioned a while ago i'm based in the uae so technically mm. uh, since i i chose not to be part of the financial service industry uh, but i had this certifications of a financial planner so mm. i just make sure that there are certain uh, disclaimers since i'm based mm. here but if i'm based in the philippines i can act both as a coach and as a financial planner Mm-hmm. So that's 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 the only difference, and mm-hmm. the 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 I think my advantage versus the others who are here to only sell products is that I both have the personal experience. I got scammed. I was in debt. Mm-hmm. I lost money in uh, legitimate investments, and yes. I also have professional experience. I have the RFP certification. I have the Chartered mm-hmm. Insurance Institute award in financial planning and award in investment planning. When I was working in the industry, I made sure that um, I get all these certifications done, not because Mm -hmm. I want to build a brand, but because I want to show people that I'm serious in uh, in my craft. And until now, Mm -hmm. I make sure that although I'm no no longer in the industry, I keep myself updated every day Mm -hmm. by Mm -hmm. reading books, by reading the latest trends, even cryptocurrency, blockchain, I study as well because I believe that is the future. And Mm -hmm. I think if you want to work with a coach or anyone or a planner, that is one thing that uh, you have to find in that person, the character of uh, of, of that person. The the hunger to learn is, for Mm. me, is a a top priority. So those are the things that you, you are going to look at as well. Yeah, and um, so very true, right? That, and especially with regards to money, you don't want to um, to invest your time with someone who isn't hungry to learn more. Yeah. Because let's face it, finances, money, the economy—they're all tied together, mm-hmm. and it's very volatile. So if you yeah. check. Um, the stock market every day, it would be like it's red and then it's mm-hmm. green and then it's red and it's green. But mm-hmm. um, and as you said, you have to get back to your why. And sometimes yeah. that's very difficult as an individual. And that's where mm-hmm. you need a coach to help you um, sort through your feelings mm-hmm. and find the rationale yeah. around it that this is how the economy works. And I can tell you for that based on my 
professional qualifications. Like I'm not just saying this to you as a friend. <laughs> I actually yes, know exactly. what I'm doing because I I've um I was taught about this. I got my certifications. Um, I took mm -hmm. exams and whatnot, right? So it's very interesting to me that you mentioned that you are an RFP here in the Philippines, but yeah. you can't practice it in UAE. You can yeah. only practice um, financial coaching. So yeah. as a financial coach in the UAE, what can't you do for um, overseas Filipinos? Yeah, well, I cannot uh, give them. I cannot manage their funds. Definitely, they can't mm. give me. The, they can't like give me their logins, or they can't um, let me um, do the things that they want me to do. Because I and mm. in the first place, I don't want. I don't want to do that. That is mm. there are other things that I love doing in life. I, mm. I mean, financial coaching is is very deeply embedded in me, but. I still have curiosities that I want to explore and mm. I don't want to deal with that, uh, with the intricacies of uh, managing other people's funds. I mm. want to give them the, the skills and the mindset mm. of how to be mm -hmm. a long-term investor, but mm. I don't want to be, I don't want them to be dependent on other people because I always mm. tell my clients that your money is your responsibility. At the end of the day, mm. whatever happens to your money is your fault. You can't blame mm -hmm. the scammers because they're, they're, mm -hmm. they're doing their job. They're scamming people. That's their job. <laughs> it's your mm -hmm. fault yeah. to protect your money. And mm -hmm. it's your, I'm sorry, it's your responsibility to protect your money. And mm -hmm. also, if you deal with coaches, you deal with planners, you also do your own research because mm -hmm. some of those people have their own intentions. Why are they giving you this advice? You have to ask them as well, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. that is why even, even mentors, even the mentors I have, even Coach Efren, my mentor mm. i even ask mm. him why this is why this is the advice that you're giving me why is this your practice and then mm -hmm. i even asked him why are you not investing in the stock market but you are mm. uh you are you were a fund manager and then mm. he told me that my business is more profitable than the stock market at first when i heard that i i couldn't understand it but when i realized when i started meeting so many business owners in the uae i soon mm. realized that yes the business is also a type of investment that if you mm. really know what you are doing, then you'll definitely make more money out of it. So yeah, uh, that, 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 those are my uh, realizations here. And um, what else? Uh, when I was in the industry, since I'm commission-based, and I also have these reservations, I think, in terms mm. of selling actively managed funds, what I do to keep me afloat is to, or what I did to keep me afloat is to, uh, create another business. I've uh, opened or I've co I've co-partnered or co-founded a creative design company, which mm. will help me at least sustain my day-to-day -day expenses. Because again, mm. if you are a fully commission-based financial planner, mm. and there will be a time that you will also feel financial pressure for yourself personally. You 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 might encounter mm. financial problems in the Philippines, financial mm. problems here, because some clients may not pay you they may not pay regularly they, they might have their own financial problems and they wouldn't pay mm. on a certain month so commissions mm. will be retracted will be yeah. uh, sent back <laughs> it will mm. be like mm. refunded from us mm. and my budgeting mm -mm. will be totally be a mess as well mm -mm. yeah so if if a financial planner or advisor is fully commission based and that happens to them then they mm. might be 
influenced to or they might be forced by their circumstances to offer products that give higher commission just for them to sustain their current standard of living. Mm. And for me, that is totally not acceptable. I don't mm. want to sell a product that has this, that will benefit, not because it would benefit me, but because I am pressured by a financial need to give this product to this client, even if he or she doesn't need it, but because I have a need for an urgent financial matter. And that mm. is why I partnered with, with my friends to build a creative design company so that I'll mm. have another source of income. Mm. So I think if you are really looking for someone to partner in helping you build your finances, uh, one of, or probably one or a, few, a couple of additional requirements is that does that person understand business? Does he have another source of income? Because if this is the only source of income, for himself or for herself, mm -hmm. then there might be a time that uh, the advice that this person is giving me can be biased. Biased because mm -hmm. he has or she has this financial need to attend to at that time. And it mm -hmm. might, and my interest may, may probably secondary or probably last. Because I've also met advisors who are in debt, who are... Um, who are, who are their finances are a mess and i said i don't want to mm. be surrounded by these kinds of advisors mm. you know mm -hmm. so mm. you, you when you when you are in the industry you'll definitely see all these things although there are some yes. as well that are doing really well but there are still a lot of advisors who has who have their own financial problems as well and i think yes. if you are in the industry you have to manage your financial matters first before you yeah. deal with your clients right so yeah <laughs> i think it's it's that's true because um what's interesting is um i spoke with a lot of um financial planners in malaysia right and mm -hmm. i actually um i asked a, a couple of them what does it take to be a financial planner in in malaysia and one of the things that are required from them is that they have to have a good financial standing like they yeah. have to maintain it every year because they renew their certification or their license every year and that is something that i thought would have been a good criteria for um, financial advisors here um in the in philippines, philippines yeah. because we don't have that kind of criteria yeah, yes. exactly. Uh, yeah, so yeah, because I feel like we have to walk the walk, talk the talk. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, and something that we really need to work on in the industry, right? And now, which brings me to the the question: What are the specific types of services that you can offer to clients as a as a financial coach? Because I feel mm -hmm. like even financial advisors can be your clients. Yeah. Yes. I had a client mm -hmm. in the Philippines who was a financial advisor as well. She's just starting mm -hmm. her career. And as a coach, like uh, what I mentioned a while ago, it's mainly about uh, being an accountability partner, building a, a plan to get out of debt, to increase mm -hmm. their income, how they can increase their side hustles. Those are uh, mm -hmm. some of the things that coaches should offer their clients. Because again, mm. their main problem is number one, uh, most of them and many people in this modern times still are struggling in uh, increasing their in increasing their income because 
that should be uh, one of the first, the main focus initially, because you can only invest so much. If your income is mm-hmm. limited, then how can you invest, right? So uh, as a coach, you should offer opportunities or options for clients who need to increase their income. Like for me, I've built my network in the UAE of business owners that if I met a certain client who requires or has certain skill set for, let's say, let's say um, as a makeup artist, um, I've, mm-hmm. I know people in the filmmaking industry. I know a friend who can mm-hmm. refer her to so that she, she can do it as a side gig. And mm-hmm. I always require my clients to have not just one additional, not just one source of income. They have to have at least two or more because again, you are, um, our limitation in investing is mainly limited by our income. So mm. our income is our ultimate wealth building tool, as I've heard Dave Ramsey always talk about on his program. Mm. So that is that is actually true. Even I, I, I still find ways on how I can make additional sources of income for myself so that mm, the, the path yeah. or the journey would be easier. Like for me, I'm not yes. just doing coaching. I'm also, I'm also doing LinkedIn strategy because I learned mm. that along the way when I was doing content, I earned from that. Yeah. I also yeah. have, a, I still have, a, 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 I just recently shifted my, uh, my career here in, in, in the UAE. Mm. I'm a business setup. Uh, I'm a business development manager for a business setup company. And the good thing there mm. is I, I always speak to business owners. And uh, that's how I uh, how I widen my network as well. And what else? Um, I also am a consultant for a startup company for their particular uh, program, uh, client mm. acquisition program. Those are the things Mm-mm. that I do on the side that uh, I don't always I don't usually tell people because again I, I just want to be focused more on social media as someone who helps people in organizing and making their financial matters much easier for them. So, mm. but, but then again, on the side or um, on, on the background, we, I, I still do uh, a lot of things. And uh, I'm, also paid by, uh, I'm also paid by some companies to uh, conduct talks. Like, like next week, mm. I was offered by a developer to conduct a financial literacy session for their clients. So th- mm. th- those are the things that, uh, that I also do. And that's how I mm. also help clients. With my experience, I... I give them the uh, give them some tips on how they can actually leverage on the skills that they have because their skills mm. are their resources. They just don't mm. know it yet, but other people under other people need their skills for their business, and that's how they can make money out of it. And again, mm. well, what Tony when when I saw Tony Robbins here in Dubai, he said that money is not a problem, tools are not a problem, people are not a problem. The problem is your resourcefulness. Resourcefulness is the mm. ultimate resource. And as a coach, mm. you have to also teach your people or to teach your clients how to be resourceful in this mm. modern time. So uh, yeah, that, that, yes. that's, those are the things that I also do for, for my coaching. That's true. Um, I So I have a mantra that I started, I think, last year. It's mm. just to earn more, like you said, <laughs> spend yeah. less. Yeah. And then invest the difference. So nice. that's the thing that I always try to remember myself. Because let me tell you, all right, each and every person that I know would rather stay and Netflix and chill, right? Yeah, I, I think everybody wants to do that. But mm-hmm. if you have a goal, um, and if you like, if you know where you are heading, like it's as 
it's a clear picture in your head. That picture in your head will enable you to stand up, turn mm-hmm. off Netflix, and go be resourceful. Um, and so, yeah. and I think that's a, a good way to define what a coach is, right? So, because yeah. you're a financial coach, you are still a coach. So, if you can yeah. get up by yourself, this coach will help you, will motivate <laughs> yeah. you to get up. Uh, and then try to help you find ways, as you said, that you can um, provide them with advice on how they can leverage on the skills mm. that they already have. They don't need to, yeah. um, I'm sure like everyone has a specific skill set that they've yeah. uh, cultivated over the years. Even if it's um, like, do you have clients who are um, just fresh out of college, by the way? Yeah, I actually do this for free for for students. There was mm. there's one well, she's not an per se a, an active client. I had a session with mm. a with a client so I think she was 17 or 18 years old. Mm. Yeah, I think she's 18 cuz uh she so in the Philippines it's 18, right? To get a for her to qualify for life insurance because she's a breadwinner. Yes. But she's earning so much, like 35,000 pesos as an 18-year-old doing online things like digital marketing. Mm. Wow. Um, she's also, mm. She was also what you call a scholar for Axie Infinity. She was making mm. really good money when I, when I coached her. And I told her that if you're the, if you're the breadwinner, then there, and if you're earning this much of income for this past few years, then uh, you, you have to protect your income as well. So mm, I, yes. I, 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 I recommended her getting, at least if she, since we talked about insurance, uh, it's about uh, getting term life insurance because that's, that's mm. the cheapest form of insurance and that gets the job done. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- those are the things that I do. And also, <clears throat> I always make it clear for my clients to focus on the two skill sets that uh, you need in life. Those are your professional mm-hmm. skill sets, which will mm-hmm. help you increase your income, like I was saying a while ago. And secondly, mm-hmm. is your financial skill sets, because mm-hmm. a lot of people uh, over the long years would, defend, would eventually grow their income, right? But so many of them still lose their money when they retire because they did not develop their financial skill sets. And Mm. again, when you talk about financial skill sets, it's not just about earning. That's just one. So you you earn it, you, uh, you save it, you spend it, you invest it, you protect it. So mm. those and uh, then then the last skill is to, you you give it away. I mean, for me, those are the things yes. that you do with your money, yes. right? Yeah. So mm. many people are so good in increasing their income, right? Mm. And many people are so good in spending mm. unconsciously, mm. and many people know how to borrow money, Mm-mm. but very few people understand or know the importance of protecting it through risk management Mm-mm. and growing it through investing. And that's how financial coaching, financial coaches with the right qualifications can help you out. Because like what mm. I said a while ago, coaches can be just the basic, uh, can teach you the basic ones, like how you increase your income or what. But there are coaches who has the skill set and the mindset and the heart of a financial planner that can mm. um, get you all these results. So mm. yeah, that, that, that's how you, that's how I usually uh help my clients through the services that I give. 
Right. And so because we're talking about those, uh, the, the things that you offer, like how do you make um, a living out of being a financial coach? So you mentioned that yeah. you are, you, you don't get commissions. You, yeah. you are not salary based. Um, so you are a fees only financial yeah. coach. Now, yeah. and you also mentioned that you have like um, other things going on to help you earn more. Yeah. But as a financial coach, if you don't have clients like in this week, you don't have a client, how else yeah. do you um, earn money? Yeah, that's actually a good question because sustainability is always part of the equation when mm-hmm. uh, you're talking about uh, coaching and all, right? Because for me, um, I it's there's really a fine line between this as an advocacy and as a business. And mm-hmm. if I want this advocacy to be sustained, then I need a business to sustain it. But at the same time, I also want it to be a business so that I can do this for the longer term, right? And mm-hmm. for financial coaches... There's the only way to really sustain it is to have more clients, more coaching sessions, to yes. have uh, regular. Let's say there there can be new co- new clients and then retaining clients. Like next year, mm-hmm. there'll be another session to to see what mm-hmm. happened for the year or mm-hmm. um, sessions like quarterly, semi annually, or annual coaching sessions just to keep you afloat. Or you can mm-hmm. also uh, there's there all there are also coaches who go to different companies to offer financial wellness programs for their employees because mm-hmm. um, there are because um, definitely many employees right now many millennial employees are mm-hmm. stressed with their job they, they're stuck in the job that they don't like but uh, they are forced because number one they have to pay the bills and number mm-hmm. two they're probably in debt most of them are mm-hmm. in debt and uh, they don't really know how to manage their finances and mm. how, the, the value proposition for this for employers is that if a person can manage their finance as well, and by the way, this is research-based. I think this is research by PwC that many people are stressed with their jobs because of financial reasons. Uh, productivity yes. mm. productivity uh, is hampered. Absenteeism increases. Mm. And mm-hmm. then a lot, lots of complaints happen or many employees are unsatisfied with work. Because they yeah, always yeah. think about their financial problems, the the mm-hmm. money that the, the money that they need to send back home or the bills they have to pay affect their mindset, their mentality, their capacity to work, and because That's of true. that, yeah, profits can ultimately decline because you have unhappy unhappy employees, and that is why, um, and so many of those employees would ask for a raise. and mm. it's not actually sometimes it's not the salary that is that stuff. It's not their salary that's their that's the problem. The, the, mm. the real problem is how they manage their salary. And if employers mm. mm-hmm. would understand this, then they would see the value of uh, financial wellness programs. Then yeah, they can mm. work with financial coaches to mm. uh, to conduct one-on-one sessions for uh, for their employees so that. Uh, it, it can be part of their engagement, employee engagement program for their mm. uh, by, by their human resource uh, management or professional. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that, that's how I can see. How, uh, and the, the last uh, one other thing that financial coaches can make money is through, of course, speaking engagement, regular speaking engagements with corporations, organizations, mm. or communities. Or if you have a book, you can sell it, right? Because 
Mm, yes. um, I think that's one of then, the things that yeah. I really like to yeah. someone point out is that you can actually make a book. Um, yes. uh, oh, uh, this was mentioned by Clayton Daniel on uh, a mm-hmm. podcast that we had a while yeah. ago is that you can actually make a book and this yes. will help you uh, like build, oh, solidify yes, yeah. and yes. build credibility because um, having a book, well, aside from, you know, bragging rights, it's one of the things that when people see that, ooh, you're an author, it automatically, yeah. it automatically places you on top of yes. other um, professionals in the same um, field as you. True. So, yes, um, thank you for that is, bringing that up. Is my, that, that is in my bucket list as well. Right? I've oh, also read good. that, yeah. Instead of giving a business card, give them a book. That would totally change everything. Ah, yes. yeah. I remember um, either reading or like hearing that from someone else as well. And yeah. that's, I think, true because, um, and it has worked for a lot of financial advisors yeah. in Australia that I know who wrote yeah. a book. Um, and then they and, actually use that as leverage in order to yes. get their foot in the door to yeah. conduct seminars uh, um in in businesses get to mm. like screen time on tv etc etc yes. and one other thing um you i mean i w- in this modern times uh coaches should have online should put out content online because that's how mm. they build their credibility uh, in linkedin i'm quite active in linkedin there's mm. more, many of my paying clients are in linkedin they're not on facebook mm. and Mm-mm. There's one time when there's there's one person who booked a se- session with me because he saw me on LinkedIn and he said that the mm. video that he saw on my page was the was the defining factor for me mm-hmm. for him to mm-hmm. get a session with me. So LinkedIn mm. also you have to take it seriously if you want to have a coaching business because that's how people are perceived. It's like your resume for them. I mean mm. LinkedIn these days are not just used to find jobs. Right? To be honest, yes. I never found any job in LinkedIn, but <laughs> I, there's business in LinkedIn. There's money in mm. LinkedIn, definitely. And one other thing is to have a podcast or probably a vlog or what anything that you're comfortable mm. with. So for me, I found my my uh, comfort zone <laughs> at least in uh, mm. in creating a podcast. So that's mm. how I I when the pandemic hit, um, I started a podcast for myself personally, and then I grew mm. my network. Of uh, different financial advisors in the Philippines, which also helped mm. me become more become more credible and a respected person, if I may say, in this industry, mm. in this in the mm. UAE as an overseas Filipino as well, and uh, it also gave me an opportunity to uh, meet more people, meet more clients, and then give in- speaking engagements. And I even I, I think it's also one of the reasons why I got the chance to speak in Congress in the in the in the Philippine Congress. Yes, I saw that. Yeah, pandemic. yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. I mean, uh, putting out content is a mandatory thing for people who are doing coaching or doing financial planning. It's a must. It's it's like a, a type of marketing activity that you need. It's low cost. It's bootstrap. You mm-hmm. just have to invest time. And again, like what I said a while ago, this skill set that I learned content creation, I also make money out of it by mm-hmm. helping other mm-hmm. people uh, mm-hmm. create their own content because I've done it. I've, it I've, I've been, I would say it's quite successful, but not as successful as other content creators that I know. But to me, mm-hmm. it, it gave me the results that I didn't expect 
that I thought I was just mm. here to uh, the, the reason I had this podcast was to just record the conversations and share it with the audience. That's it. I didn't mm. expect anything else. I didn't expect any clients mm. out of that. Yeah. But uh, it, I realized that, yeah, it's, it can be an additional source of income because some, um, some companies want to be in the podcast to sponsor mm. it for a certain season mm. or a certain episode. So yeah, it, it's mm. in, that's my mantra for the last two years is so it's like to monetize everything. I mean, anything and everything. So, Oh, that's, that's true. Because <laughs> actually, I I heard I I learned about you through your podcast, right? Um, hmm. I I remember um, googling uh, finance Filipinos, and your podcast was one of the search yeah. results. And I listened to it and said, "This is an interesting person." And I googled you, and I found your LinkedIn, and that's where I connected yeah. with you. So. So one of the I, I I really do yeah so I'm actually a very um big believer that financial planners financial advisors should have their own podcast as well um yeah. and also definitely hands down LinkedIn social media one of the best ways for you to leverage yourself to get your mm-hmm. message out there and to um provide a reason why clients should reach out to you. Uh, and, yeah. and we had this great conversation with one of the um, financial planners who are doing great in LinkedIn as well. Her name is Vivian mm-hmm. Chen. Um, we had mm-hmm. the podcast as well um, talking about like how it's it's actually difficult. I don't know if you find it difficult, Jay, but mm-hmm. for some advisors or some people in general, it's hard to post in in, uh-huh. in LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. But it's actually very profitable and you just have to have the conscious effort to do it on a yeah. regular basis. So, And that's why I, I remember now the thing that I wanted to ask you because you are actually okay. doing such a great job in Thank you. posting in all of your social media, right? Um, especially in LinkedIn. I always see your posts. You're very... Um, articulate and what each podcast is whenever you have mm. something new that's going on with you professionally. I remember you recently did a, or attended a bootstrapping like business yeah. seminar, yes, yes, right? Yes, and, yes. And, and you are very consistent in posting that. And I feel like if I'm a regular person who who just sees that in LinkedIn, I would say, "Hey, this guy is really serious about um yeah. about learning and continuously learning about finance." And yes. that's, I think, one of the like gold mines that some financial advisors haven't tapped yet, but sh- they should now. And, and one of the things that can help you find clients as a financial coach. So. I want to talk about that, but before that, I just want to mm-hmm. ask, how do you actually become a financial coach? Like, is there a specific certification that you need to go through, um, a, a program that you need to attend? You can be a coach if you have the results that the people need, right? Mm. And not necessarily certifications. It's not really required because there are so mm-hmm. many coaches in the world, right? Mm. And in order for a person to be the co- to be a coach is to deliver the results that what people need so basically mm. this I mean the, the the entry level the barrier to entry is very low right you just have mm. to be that person who had the, the results and you know for a, you know if you had the results if you tried it for yourself right for me i really try, i mean the, the the losses 
that I made <laughs> for the That's last true. five, six years that I've been doing this or being an advocate mm-hmm. of financial literacy has been more, I've, I've encountered more losses than successes. And that is why when I, uh, when I coach people about their next step in their finances, I immediately tell mm-hmm. them that this is what's going to happen to you. I've encountered this. I've encountered these kinds of people that you're going to talk to in the next few months or mm-hmm. years or what. And uh, here are the results because I got it documented. And that is why you need to document <laughs> your life journey. Right? Okay, this was me three years ago. Mm. This is what I was doing. And I'm not just yeah, telling yeah, you this I, I because remember, I've read it. Oh, sorry. Right? Sorry, Jay. Yeah. I remember um, that your previous self was you were a spender in your past yeah, life. I was a spender. Uh, I remember I, you I, like I buy, shoes. I buy shoes for a living. <laughs> I buy shoes <laughs> just to impress other people I don't like, right? Mm-hmm. In the office mm-hmm. just for me to feel yeah. that I'm, uh, I'm much better than them. And that, that was my life. And I got it documented mm. on Facebook. So mm. I, I show that to my clients. I even, when I do my talk, I even show them how I lived in a tent in the UAE just to save money. And mm. uh, that I did part-time work. I, I, I did construction work at least. And I also did, this, uh, I, I, clean, I cleaned a, a, a yacht engine room to make money. Wow. Mm. I got it documented. I, I, I have a picture of it. I, I mean... I've done those things to tell people that these are the things that I've done in the past. You can do it if you want to. And these are the experiences that I've, uh, that I've, that, that, uh, that, that, that I saw and the results that I encountered, but my results can be different from you. But mm. as a person who is, who has done this, this can happen to you as well. I mean, coaches don't mm. have to be 10 steps ahead of the person that they're coaching they just have to be one or two steps ahead to be a coach Mm. but definitely Mm. if you want to be if you're really serious in this kind of industry you have to do your part um you have to learn you have to be always hungry for learning like what you see in the background like there's so many books here they're not really required Mm. but if you really want to be different from the the rest then you have to do the extra work and Mm. also you have to always keep on building your network because your network will eventually become your net worth and your net worth and mm. my network are the, the network that I also share to my clients. So it's like an added value to them that if they gain access to me, then they also gain access to my network. It's like a free pass. Mm. It's like a shortcut for them, but eventually mm. they still need to do the work. They have to build relationships with them, but I can open the gates for them. If mm. since you've given your trust to me, then I'll give my trust to you as well as as your uh, as your coach. So yeah, th- th- those are the things that um, I mean. Being a coach, being a coach is not that hard mm. initially. But if you really want to uh, do this for the long term, and uh, again, you need to understand why you're doing it for the long term. Right? Yeah, mm. and definitely, it's not for the money. That's for sure. And um, <clears throat> if you want, if 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 it's something that you want to try, then yeah, you, you can look back at your experiences at your mistakes financial mistakes in the past and see how Mm. you overcame that let's say you were buried in debt i know someone who was buried in debt for like six hundred thousand dirhams that's more than Mm. 10 million pesos i think Mm -mm. she got through it then she became a debt coach because she she uh overcame that problem and then Mm. start from there Mm. okay i'm an expert like for me i i think i'm doing i mean for coaching debt and scam i don't charge people for that because mm. they're already in, in that grave problem. So why would I charge mm. them, right? Mm-hmm. I, told, I just tell them that the, 
the your mode of payment is you overcoming your debt. That is mm. the only way you're gonna pay me back, and mm. that's how I uh, that's how I practice that that particular thing. So, like for me, I got scammed. I, I help people how they get how they uh, how they spot and stop scams or not, mm. um, or uh, have make them sure that they won't be scammed again or how they would yes. teach other people as well so yeah it, it's it it would really uh boil down on your personal experience at first and mm. then eventually you have to grow professionally as a coach learn how to coach people the right way of Mm-mm. coaching people i'm still learning and i'm Mm-mm. sure a lot of, there's a lot of things that i need to learn because uh, like for this episode i talk so much right so it can be also be a problem <laughs> for me <laughs> so <laughs> okay but I I think um, uh, I like what you said that you're still learning how to coach people as well. So I guess because a financial coach isn't also just someone who knows um, the ways to get better at money. They also need to be someone who actually knows how to coach people as well Um, and and that is a a journey in itself right Um, and I just realized that right now like not everyone can become um, a financial coach right away because you also have to have the skills to translate the things that you've learned over the course of your experiences Mm -hmm. to in a way that can positively help someone else because coaches I feel like coaches know how to communicate a certain idea to another person in a way that that person can consume it and then apply it yeah because it takes time uh, to learn that yeah because how mm, you turn a complex subject to a simple one takes time because mm, that's one of my problems mm. as well in the past the, the other person would not easily understand. So you have to learn how to make analogies and comparisons so that people can easily mm-hmm. understand what you're saying. And uh, mm-hmm. the other, other thing than being a coach, you just don't focus on the money aspect of life. Like for me, I focus on the four areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, my four Fs, as I, I always say, uh, finances, mm-hmm. family, faith, and fitness. So mm-hmm. those, to be truly wealthy, you don't just focus on money. You have to touch mm. all those four areas of life. And that's how coaching can help people live uh, a balanced life, at least, or a harmonious mm-hmm. life, not just financially, because all these things, financially wealthy, he- uh, being fit, uh, physically healthy, and mm-hmm. having great relationships are just byproduct of the things that you are learning on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, financial coaches are like, are somewhat similar to life coaches if you mm-hmm. if you dig it a little deeper deeper mm-hmm. but again it's a different thing that i that I, that i don't uh, do yet but probably sometime mm-hmm. in the future i don't feel like being a life coach i just want to focus mm-hmm. on finance finances right now because mm-hmm. anything and everything in life is affected by finance mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that is why yes, i want to touch on that subject more than the other mm-hmm. areas but definitely they are interrelated Right. So, yes. And I think uh, a financial coach, as you said, is a great way to help people, but it's not for for everyone. But it's something that a lot of financial advisors 
uh, especially in the Philippines, can really look into if they are very serious mm -hmm. and passionate yeah. about really helping uh, their existing clients or other people, uh, especially on matters that they've already gone through. So like for you, you've already been scammed, you were in debt. Mm -hmm. um, for me personally, I actually love budgeting so yeah. <laughs> i can be a budgeting coach yes um a finance coach that you can start like, definitely with budgeting that's how i that's how yeah. i started as well i did envelope ah, right. budgeting for myself i had physical envelopes it gave um, me the I results that when i was 18 <laughs> yeah so, <laughs> so you are an expert already you can do coaching as well for budgeting yeah you can start with that definitely and uh, I diff I try different types of budgeting, different apps, different Excel sheets. So yeah, you you can start with that definitely. I think that's the starting point of every coach: budgeting, or getting out of debt, or managing finances. That's 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 the first step for many. But for the rest, to those who are really serious enough, they would go with investing as well. Yes, some of the friends that I know are actually financial advisors who are really good at investing. Like they were um, traders before they became financial advisors. So those mm -hmm. are some of the people who, if they're very serious about helping um, other people, can really start um, and hone in on that, um, their expertise. And if you want to be a financial coach, um, but you feel like you don't have those expertise, you can just go ahead and, as you mentioned, dig inside yourself, find out like all of the financial mistakes that you've already done and mm -hmm. see how you were able to um, overcome those and become better and translate that into a coaching business. And mm -hmm. that can be on top of whatever it is that you're already doing right now. So I really love that advice from you, Jay. So I don't want to take up too much of your time. We've been, uh -huh. I know that there are a lot of things that we can talk about with regards to the subject, but maybe an, uh, a podcast for another time. But for now, yeah. <laughs> what is your um, advice for all those for our listeners who are interested in becoming a financial coach. Yeah. So if you want, want to be a financial coach, again, you start with your experience, your personal experiences, mm -hmm. and you, you, you look for a pain point that you really want to solve. What is that thing that mm. uh, keeps, you, keeps you late at night? And what, why do you want to do it? Why do you want to solve that problem really mm. so bad? You can start with that. And mm. to me, when I encountered so many financial problems five or six years ago, that's I, that's when I realized that hey, this is not just encountered by me. It's not just my. It's not just a problem that I'm facing. It's also being faced by or being experienced by so many over Filipinos. Then I told myself, then probably I should focus. I should try. I was just curious mm -hmm. at the time. I wasn't <laughs> really serious. It wasn't a plan to be a. I mean, I never even planned to be part of a financial service industry it was never mm. i'm not good in mathematics i'm bad at it <laughs> yeah me too <laughs> but there's just i mean i then realized that money success in money is mainly behavioral and not analytical so i brushed it mm. off and then focused more on improving my behavior personally and then when i somewhat mastered my spending habits how i should see needs versus wants and mm. um for, uh, spending with intention and I started to master that and I saw the results 
And unfortunately, I was still ignorant and greedy in terms of investment. So I lost money mm. from that. Mm. And that's another thing that I had to learn. So again, mm. you, you, yeah. you start with one thing, one thing that's really mm-hmm. uh, challenging you that you really want to solve for yourself. And then when you see the results, try to see if it's also a problem of other people. And then when you see that there's a possibility that you can help, it's always about the heart of being a servant for me. Mm. You really want to mm-hmm. succeed in this. You have to really serve more people. And mm. you start, you try it with yourself first. And then you, you, once you see the results, you, 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 you try it with other people, with some few friends. Mm-hmm. I started with my flatmates and then my office mates. Mm. And then they said, hey, mm. you, you, you're good at this. And then mm-hmm. yeah, maybe I should try it and then i've read purpose driven life book of requiring um that's a very clarity. good book yes yeah mm-hmm. to give me clarity then after 3 months i resigned shifted my career of course <clears throat> with some money in the bank saved i used that to uh, as my like it's my capital for for this uh industry and all and everything was history so it just started with curiosity of, of definitely mm. but with the pain point that i want to solve for myself and from there, just snowballed. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. And now you're you're one of the like leading financial coaches. Nah, I wouldn't that say I'm leading. Uh, you you should expand Congress, your network. So you're good. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you in Congress, so I know you're good. Nah. <laughs> so, but yeah, so thank you so much, Jay. Um, and, one of the things that I really want to promote here in, in the podcast is to provide a better, um, like an avenue for great conversations to start. And mm-hmm. I hope that the listeners that are out there would start a conversation around, hey, maybe I want to be a financial coach. So again, thank yes. you so much for um diving into this topic with me so before we formally end the show if um if there are listeners out there who want to become a financial coach um but mm-hmm. would like your um your two cents or your your advice mm-hmm. your personal advice or if there are people who want to um, take you as a financial coach where can they find you or reach you yeah, so they can find me on LinkedIn. Full name is J. Adrian Tolentino. Yeah, you can easily mm. search me or search for my name. And if you want to see the conversations I had with much experts, with much more experts in the field of financial, uh, of personal finance and financial independence, mm. you can go to my, uh, you can visit my Spotify uh, podcast, which is Para and Purpose Podcast. You can just type Para mm. and then it would immediately pop pop out there. It's easily mm. uh you can easily find it. I have a website, but I'm still I'm still trying to build a course for uh, mm. for people to uh, have to because here's what I realized I I, I cannot uh, I cannot serve more people if I'm trading my time yes. every mm-hmm. every now and then. So I'm planning to build a course so that the things that I'm teaching can be done mm-hmm. uh, can be accessed twenty four seven or by, by anytime anywhere by people, and I don't want to charge that course for uh for a very high price i will make mm-hmm. sure that it's mm-hmm. less than a thousand pesos for you to mm-hmm. build your uh at least help you organize your finances and all so yeah, yeah I'm, I'm still building that course i i'm i i might launch launch it next month or in the next month or two but definitely oh, almost there will be yeah. out yeah i still have i i have the outline already i i have a team who helps me 
for for this and i it's a project that i also want to do in addition to mm. having a book so mm. yeah th- th- those are the th- those are the things that are coming up for me in the next few months so yeah, yeah. hope you can support the advocacy and all as well <laughs> oh definitely so i I love that you're really, really get hitting all your goals. I remember that we were talking about this last year, that you're, mm-hmm. you were still, the idea was still in its infancy. You're still planning to do it. So I'm glad to yeah. hear that it's in the works. Um, can't wait to see what it looks like. And I'm sure a lot of people will find it very useful and looking forward to your book as well so again thank you so much Jay for um, being in the podcast as usual it's been a pleasure speaking with you have a good one you too take care